Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 127. This interview is with David O'Hayan, Chief Digital Officer at Jean Paul, which provides concierge services for companies in Europe. Whether it's part of a value add for a fidelity program or a service for a premium brand or as a bonus for certain executives in a company, Jean Paul has a service and a technology whose purpose is to provide reliable, customized services for consumers of higher end brands. David is responsible for both marketing and IT at Jean Paul and shares with us his experience in driving the business through the digital lens. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue. Today, I have from Paris, France, an old, well, a, an INSEAD alum called David O'Hayan. So, David, tell us who you are what you're up to, and for the sake of it, what is your mindset? Uh, so, hello. Uh, I'm glad, glad to be on, online today. Uh, so, I'm uh, a Superlec engineer, uh, trained in 99, 15 years of experience in, in technology in general, uh, mainly focused on, on digital products. And uh, I joined uh, John Paul about uh, about six months ago uh, to to lead to lead the digital strategy for them. Uh, digital at John Paul is both marketing and IT, so I'm leading both both teams uh, both teams uh, at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what, how about your mindset? How would you describe your mindset? Uh, really dynamic and. Uh, really focused on on delivering customer values. That's my mindset. Love it. All right, cool. So, um, David, Jean-Paul, concierge services. Tell us uh, what is the business of Jean-Paul? So, Jean-Paul is the leading brand in uh, in concierge service in, in Europe. Uh, what we do uh, is we, we, we manage affinity programs for big brands. For example, uh, for Orange Parnas, uh, we are we are managing a club for them. Orange Parnas is like the uh, top, uh, very high net worth brand for for of, of Orange, and we're managing uh, a club for them where uh, they can access at any time a concierge service to ask whatever they want regarding technical issues or regarding uh, regarding just lifestyle uh, issues, booking a restaurant, taxi. Uh, same for Visa Platinum. Uh, where we do concierge service, we do uh, a part of digital uh, like mobile application, member corner, and we are also animating uh, the email strategy for all the members of the program Visa Platinum. All right, so I, I mean, so you, you're you're essentially a B two B company in terms of your business development, but of course you're you're touching the end customer. So you're is that that's an, a fair statement? Our model is, is uh, 99% B2B2C, exactly. Uh, our customers are Visa, are Orange, uh, are Thalys, are Citroën or Lexus. Uh, so big corporate who have, uh, who have customers that they love and that they want to take care of. And they delegate to us the management of the customers. And, and, we, and we manage the, the, the customer for them. And, and just before we got on, on recording, you said you have also some B2C 
that you are operating under the brand John Paul. Otherwise, John Paul is really just a B two B brand, right? Yes, uh, our B two C is mainly uh, a laboratory uh, for us. Uh, so what we do is uh, try to, to try to find a new innovation, new services that we can launch. We develop them on John Paul, and, uh, and 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 show them to our customers as proof, as proof of concept. Mainly. All right. When I when I was reading up about John Paul, um, you there is clearly a lot of emphasis on technology. The fact that you're the chief digital officer and that you have marketing and IT together, that, you know, basically makes a lot of sense. Because at the end of the day, there's so many companies that have IT separate from marketing. Can you talk to us about your your viewpoint on technology and how important it is in your strategy? Uh, John Paul uh, uh, became the leader in, in only seven years uh, because of technology. Uh, whatever we do, we are trying to combine as much as possible human and technology. There's always a concierge behind that is booking the restaurants and making sure that you get the best table. There's always someone making the call to the hotel to make sure that you have the, the right room, etc. But whatever comes before uh, needs to be as digital as possible. So we develop a mobile application, we develop the websites that give access to all our, all the members of our programs to the, to, the, to the service. But there's always one part that, that is done by, that is done by, by a human. It's, it's handmade. So digital agent poll has two things, building beautiful uh, user experience for members. And, and making sure that uh, concierge get the right information at the right time uh, during their work. Hmm. This digital tool. Right, right. So when you're doing these uh, these mobile apps, presumably you are white labeling them. So Citroën or whomever then over labels them or over brands them so that the UX behind is run by you, but you, but Citroën has the brand on top. Is that right? Uh, Citroën is not the right example because, uh, as, as a matter of fact, they have their own uh, mobile application. But for example, Visa, Visa Platinum, yeah, uh, we, we define the user experience uh, with their uh, with the graphical design of our customers. Everything is validated by by the customer, but we are here to provide them with a full service. Uh, we know concierge service. We know what is the best best way to to make a request whether it's digital or whether it's over the phone. So we are trying to give, uh, to advise our customers to build the, the best possible ex customer experience. At the end, the customer decides. Uh, but we are here to provide th these kind of services, yeah. All right, when you say customer, you're talking Parnas or Orange or yeah. Samsung yeah. and so on. Exactly. Right, right. All right, so let, talk us through about how you get to a great user experience, because I think there's a lot of companies talking about UX or user experience, trying to make it great, but um, there are a lot of failures in that. So how, what is your strategy for making a great user experience? Um, the, the, way, the way we build things uh, is we, everything go through a prototype. Of course, before even one line of code is, is, is written. So people can experience with the with the with the system and 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 we can we can see what are the failures that have been, that are embedded in the in the UX and correct it so that will be the first part second part uh, design 
I mean, we have a lot of emphasis on, on design and we put, we put a lot of time and a lot of energy in building something beautiful. And building something beautiful implies, implies to, to not only making sense, making, giving a sense of luxury because we're in the premium market and we are, we have luxury, but integrating every, every code that the brand itself has. So this is always, we're on the edge between, between the, the identity of the brand itself and, and, uh, what, we, what we think is beautiful and luxury. I guess that. So, you know, you know, not to push back hard, but I mean, following on what I, I heard about David Anselm's uh, an interview he, he talked about, he says, Jean-Paul is this marriage between the French touch of luxury and the, uh, that's Paul, and then the John of Anglo-Saxon. And, um, and in the end of the day, this notion of luxury with a lot of brands trying to make digital luxury, at the same time, you have this, you know, harsh reality of practicality and uh, pragmatism that tends to dampen the luxury components. So I was just wondering where, how do you, how do you marry the elements of practicality with luxury? We, we, the, the, the prototyping phase is critical on that part. I mean, it's not because uh, it's beautiful that it can be uh, practical. Yes, and exactly. that, that's And that, that's the main, the, the, the main part. I don't judge the design myself because design, as I told you, is mainly a customer part. We are we are advising them, but the design. My 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 baby is the product is the is the UX. So we are we are spending a lot of time on building beautiful UX, and and this is both for mobile application or member website that user uh, are are using, or for internal application. And we are spending a lot of time focusing on the design or on the tools that the concierge uh, that, 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 that the concierge using uh, our view of luxury is it has to be as beautiful outside as inside hmm. and so it sounds that, like a very apple an apple statement don't you think for, for, for sure but uh, i think we are uh, i don't share a lot of things with apple but this is something that i that i, that I share with them and, and, and really, if you, uh, this is one part that customers like, is that uh, when they come and they sit behind the concierge, the tools they are using are looking good and they are clear for them. We are thinking, we are spending a lot of time building user experience also for the concierge because if the concierge is on the phone with the customer and has to spend time understanding what happens with the tool in front of him, then we, we are losing time and we are losing value for the customer. So the concierge are, I'm going to guess you have a, a pool of concierge that all of your different customers tap into. Mm -hmm. And do you actually, therefore, work with the concierge in your user experience design? We are validating, in, we are validi validating it with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, to make sure with the quality department, uh, we are, we are presenting every tool that we're building to the concierge manager themselves. And what we do afterwards is measuring, uh, through analytics, the use of the concierge, mm -hmm. how people use the application. And when we think we have found something that is not working, then we go and sit with them to see, okay, why, why are you using it this way and understand. I was just interested in another part of what you write about on your site, which is your behavioral programming. So we would typically call this sort of predictive 
but um, tell us about your your behavioral programming and how you can uh, best understand or predict what the what the needs of your end users are. We we are not yet at the predictive part. Uh, just to, to to make things clear, mm -hmm. what we do what we do is profiling, and uh, the way we do it is we connect different uh, source of information. Uh, that we have on the customer, the, source of, uh, the sources of information will be uh, the request that he's making. We, I, I'm talking about the, even the content and the words that they are using that are really important to identify their profile. We're using what we have, uh, what, what the customer has gave us as information on him, what are his preference, what are his tastes, what, what is his family, uh, ch children. Uh, so this will be a, a second part. And, and we are using also for the programs when we are, we are managing uh, the newsletter and emailing part, what we are using, uh, what it clicks and what it views and what it likes. So what, what, the way we are doing it is all our, all, all our, of, uh, of our information channels are feedback loop where we can retrieve members by members what, what they have done. And we have, uh, we have a, um, an algorithm uh, that calculates every night uh, a profile based on only those information. And those profiles are used by the concierge to propose the right restaurant, to propose the right hotel uh, when they make their selection. And they are used uh, by, the con by, by the content department to build the right information, the, the right newsletter for, for each kind of people, for each profile. Well, wow. all right. So, are you when you you your end consumer? Because I always have to make the difference between customer and consumer here. The end customer. Mm -hmm. Do you have so you're working with the the whole mass of end consumers that all your customers have? Is that accurate? It's. I'm, I would not talk about a mass because what we do is we are uh, we have uh, we are managing uh, a segment of customers by by brands. So. For example, we don't have all orange customers. What we have is the Parnas sure. customer. Okay, so that that's that's, that's, an, that's a, that will be a, an example. We don't manage Visa worldwide, sure. or French worldwide. We are managing Visa Platinum and a newly Visa Infinite also program. No, I, well, I understand that, but I was thinking, what, do you uh, combine and aggregate to create? I would say, you know sort of meta or uber uh, luxury customer profiles using the Parnas group, using the Platinum group together, yeah. or do you keep them always separate? We, we don't have the right to do that. The, the members or the consumer, as you call them, belong to the brand. They don't belong to us. We don't have the right to cross them. I see. So yeah, it's a matter of security. Everything is separated. All right. I, 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 I totally understand that, of course. Um, with regard to um, creating these profiles, uh, the the part that really ticked me, or you know, got my interest, piqued me rather, was this notion of luxury. Because, you know, if if we're talking luxury customers, these are high net worth individuals, and and they're not particularly keen on giving away their data. What mm -hmm. kinds of so when you're dealing with customers, uh, so I, whether it's Orange or you know Toyota or whomever, uh, Air France. What kinds of uh, of challenges are you coming across in trying to populate your database with getting the right data in order to provide the right 
solutions for them because there's this sort of combination, this, this whole paradox between, well, if you give me your data, then I'm going to be able to provide a customized solution. But if you don't give me your data, then I'm going to give you the wrong stuff and you're going to get pissed off. We, we have two ways to, to manage that. Uh, first way will be through gamification. We're trying to show the value of giving out the data, exactly, like, like you said. And we are, we are, build, we are building real a storyboard on, on, on how we can bring value to the, to the customer. And depending on the segment of customer and the way they use our service, or don't use our service, we're picking them on the right uh, with the right sentence and with with the right uh, with the right uh, terms to to make them use the come and use the service. And when they use the service, then we're starting to know things about them. That will be the first part. The second part uh, will be as passive as possible. As I told you, whatever you click, whatever you 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 go you go and use, we're trying to detect it. And to and to and to to build to build profile. We are also using for people where we don't have enough information. We are we are using group uh, group uh, trend trend groups, which means if you're a user from Paris, that is between 35 and 40 uh, men living in these suburbs, then we know that people like you are usually this way, and we we can start. Pre-targeting things. Uh, this this brings me back to my prior point, which is that if you are able to anonymize data for your the old the mass of individuals, is that something you're allowed to do or not? In order to create a better profiling story, that's what I was trying to get at before. We we allow uh, we we uh, as John Paul. I mean, we are more than three hundred people uh, worldwide, and we have we have uh, one person uh, by country, and and I'm talking about France, who's our main country right now, who is dedicated to everything that is uh, related to CNIL, uh, to the protection uh, of data and on the right of the customer. So we are really making a lot of putting a lot of focus on that and making sure that what we do. Uh, it respects uh, mm -hmm. the, the the privacy of the of the customers, mm -hmm. of course, and and when they don't allow us, they don't allow us. We just don't try. Yeah, sure. Well, I was just thinking about you know the thirty-five to forty-year-old Frenchman living in the seizième arrondissement in Paris. You know, we come up with some very obvious uh, stereotypes, but then you you know with all your data, if you're only if you're only able to have you know you say with Parnasse, there's something like three thousand. I don't remember if that's the right number. Uh, you know, people who are allowed to have your concierge service through the Parnas thing, mm -hmm. 3,000 people spread over the world is not a, a, a huge number to create statistically relevant profiles. So I was just wondering, you know, how you, if you if you're able to populate that by anonymizing the data, then you're you, with you know with all rights allowed, and you create more accurate profiles. Of course, uh, for Parnas uh, indeed is a small is a small database. Will probably not be the the, the best example for for us, but Visa Platinum will be a, the right example. Right, because right. we will get uh, or Visa Infinite because we we've got uh, several uh, thousands of uh, of members and uh, and we can build uh, this accuracy. Uh, of course, as I, as you told. Uh, as you told earlier, uh, we can e easily fall into the into the the stereotype when you go through trend group. But the the fact is, we need to initiate the yeah. loop, and this is a way to initiate the loop. 
with based on on statistics and uh, on uh, on what is the most probably uh, good for the customer. All right, you said you have three hundred people around the world. Do you include in them your concierge, or are they subcontracted out, or at least uh, outsourced? I'm I'm just talking about internal people, not uh, subcontractors or what. And of course, this includes the concierge with the main uh, with the main population. Right. So you have concierge in in uh, you're in France, England, in Morocco, is it? And then out in Asia. In Asia, also in Berlin, uh, recently uh, opened. Uh, so Luxembourg also, and uh, and free uh, free spot in Asia, Singapore, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. All right. So those where you have offices, but at the same time, if I'm a you know la di da customer of Visa, I'm going to be traveling to New York, to Montreal, to Buenos Aires. How do you cover all those countries? It will depend on the service level that we have signed with the customer. Uh, for for some customers, we only we only uh, deliver our service in France. Uh, the global part of the contract is not is not the, the majority for now. This is a trend that we are seeing coming up, but this is not this is not yet uh, this is not yet the, the majority. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if we have to manage them, then we we are twenty four seven in Paris. And, uh, and not only in Paris, but uh, all over the place. And they can call the, the same number and get the same level of service at any time. All right, when you're, when you're with a customer, so now we're talking customer, mm -hmm. uh, when you set up your, your contract, let's say that there's X number of people in this uh, targeted target group of end consumers for them, mm -hmm. Um, you're 24 seven, let's say we limit it to a certain Y geography. How do you uh, accommodate, uh, you know, amongst the X customers, you know, one person that calls you every 24 minutes? Do you have like, do you, you know, is there a numerological issue that you then have to put a, you know, boundaries around so that you don't overdo it? Or are you encouraging as much as possible use of you? How, how does that, that uh, work? We we are. Uh, it depends on the programs. Uh, some programs are pretty passive uh, because because we are we just have a, a phone and, and an email and people can can uh, can send us requests whenever they want. And uh, the way we are trying to we are trying to make them love the pro the, the product or make them love the services by delivering a, a top service each time they are in contact with us. And on some programs, like uh, Visa Platinum, for example, or Citroën, we, we are animating the program. And uh, as I told you earlier, building a, a real storyboard uh, to animate the whole life, its whole uh, journey uh, in the program. Whenever it's less than 45 days in the service, it's getting a certain kind of, of, uh, of communication, uh, out, outbound calls or uh, emails. Uh, if he's in the six months in the programs and he get another type of communication, depending which can be switched, which can be switched if he already used the service or if he didn't use it, we're really here to generate requests, to deliver the service with a top quality, so people like the service and and like them and uh, and share it uh, with uh, with the rest of the world at Citroen is really delivering them a great service or Visa is really delivering them a great service. The objective is is uh, loyalty to the brand at, at the end. Uh, at the end. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we have dedicated journey for each each type of customers. When you write in your on johnpaul.com, you say uh, one of your key things is to have the customer at the center. Mm-hmm. Who do you mean when you talk about the customer there? Um, both customer and member uh, or a consumer. Uh, it, it all depends where where you are in the where you are in the value chain. Uh, if, if you're talking about uh, if you're talking about brand value, if you're talking about reporting, then the, the then the customer will be Visa, will be Citroen, and and we have dedicating account manager that are here to manage them and to put them at the center. Uh, when you're talking about our member, uh, they are in the center because everything that we do, digital digital wise uh, or uh, from the operation uh, from from the operation. Uh, side uh, is dedicating to give give members the best service so it hold it all depends uh, on where you are on the value chain but uh, both both are in the center uh, david you so your chief digital officer john paul yeah and as we know in this digital world we're always being asked for our return on investments and all this and one of the one of the, the uh, remaining areas uh, especially when we're trying to be customer centric is creating the right metrics I'm going to guess that you have different metrics with different customers, of course, but what what would you say are the best and right metrics to be putting in place in order to uh, to gather that satisfaction that you're looking for? Uh, from the consumer or member uh, side, what we what we track as a KPI, uh, digital wise, uh, digitally speaking, uh, will be the the number of requests that we get through the through digital channel, digital being a mobile app or a, a website, and so the, and therefore the more the better. The more the more the better because uh, we know exactly how they come up, uh, how they come up. We know how to how to to lead them through our system, and so they, they arrive to the at the right to the right concierge directly, mm-hmm. because it's the route is is, is really mapped correctly. Um, so this will be the first one, and of course, as you mentioned, the level of satisfaction. Uh, we have we have feedback loop that come that come back after every request. We are trying to get from the from the consumer uh, the satisfaction, and we measure we measure that. And and this is something that our customer like Visa or Citroen are really uh, focused on the satisfaction, the level of satisfaction. What about um, net promoter score? Um, we, this is something that is not in place uh, for now. Uh, as, as I told you, for now, uh, we are trying to make uh, as much as possible after the request has been done to, 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 that, to, to, make, to make sure that a, concierge, a human is managing the relationship with the, with the consumer. So even the feedback loop is managed by a concierge through an outbound call or through an email. To make to make sure that it's personalized and uh, and that that the customer does not receive an automated email. Well, when I you know I listen to you and I have my sort of um, entrepreneurial hat on when I ask this question, you know, because you 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 have to have investors and you have to you know show that you're going to be long term profitable. You you marry technology and human, but human typically is not very scalable. So. Where where do you see the scalability? How, you know where does that conversation go when you're talking with your investors? 
scalability yeah. uh, is is uh, is for mutualization to uh, for our different programs. I mean, uh, our our, um, our our customers get get uh, get get a good pricing because they rely on common processes, they rely on a common infrastructure, and they rely on common resources. As a digital, uh, as a chief digital uh, officer. As I told you, we are trying to give the best user experience to concierge, so they don't lose time. So it's it's a matter of productivity, also. Mm, sure. And yes. uh, your CRM software—that's a proprietary uh, software, or that's something you just off the shelf? I mean, how does it? How how have you created? Because you you clearly put a lot of emphasis on that. Uh, the the. the so you, you have two sets. Um, first set will be the CRM, and the second set will be the profiling systems that we discussed earlier. Both are can, can be considered as CRM. The profiling is totally and hundred percent homemade, and uh, and uh, this is our black box and proprietary. Uh, for the CRM, we are using a solution from the from the from the market. And what we have done is we have built upon it uh, customization, uh, customization and, and rules and the set work, workflow and rules that are proprietary to John Paul that allows to, to make sure that we deliver quality, really uh, with a focus on quality. But uh, as a chief digital officer, I can tell you that all these proprietary rules and workflows um, don't uh, don't mess up with the upgrade system. I mean, we can switch to uh, we can switch uh, we can upgrade uh, our uh, our CRM to the latest version uh, without without rebuilding everything each time. Transparently, right? I want to talk one last uh, zone, which is uh, social or email, even. What when when you are dealing with customer service? And concierge, uh, there are some companies that would swear by social media. You have uh, in your online, you have your B two B presence, you know, of Jean Paul for social media. What is your strategy with regard to social, and is is uh, social an important part of your business development component, or is it just uh, more like, as you said at the very beginning, more your laboratory? Um. Okay, we currently have a Facebook page, of course, that is animated by the communication department, uh, and they manage, they manage, uh, they manage to make sure that, uh, that we, we share the right set of articles and we share the, our values, uh, on, on it. From a social standpoint, I think that, um, both our customers currently and 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 the the company is not is not uh, is not yet socialized. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of my projects for 2015. Is including a social profile on the members in the profile, uh -huh. and making sure that we can we we had it as an other source of information to know the customer and to propose him the right set uh, of. Uh, the right set of, of of offer of partners, suppliers, etc. So just so, just so I understand, then for like a visa, or, or I I didn't qualify that before, but are we talking visa platinum in Europe only? Um, because I would imagine that visa platinum in the states, they'd have to be uh, working with their Twitter account and uh, feeding through to you the Twitter tweets that would be relevant. Or how does it, 
you know, with with a with a with a Visa customer in a particular, how do you manage with that? Well, Visa, we are talking about France right now. I see. And and uh, and second point, whatever is related to the animation of uh, of of the Facebook page of Visa, of the Twitter page of Visa, they they are doing it internally. And that, that... Uh, it's not it's not all uh, managed by by John Paul. This is not a way that we have pursued for now because, um, you, you know, it's all about customer and uh, and the method, uh, about consumer. The consumer of our of our system uh, have a certain age, uh, a certain category, etc. And and we did not identify social for now as a key uh, as a key thing. This is beginning to start. Uh, to change, and that's why I'm, I'm telling you, I'm putting the emphasis in 2015 on, on social and engagement. Mm -hmm. So, if you take, I, and I, I know you don't like the word mass, but the the ag the aggregate of all the end consumers, do you have? Uh, would you be able to tell me whether you have their majority? You know, 75% men over 55 years old. Would that be a fair statement, or do you have do you have data on that that you we, can tell me about? To, to, uh, as I told you, honestly, we don't do those kind of reporting globally. We do it customer by customer, and it will really depend on the on the program. Uh, for Citroën DS, uh, this is uh, a certain uh, a certain category of people, a uh, certain range of age. For Visa Platinum or Visa Platinum Business, who are two different programs, uh, we have different type of customers, and we and the way we're doing that, we really build and personalize the program based on on the type of customer that we have. Mm. For Citroen, they thought uh, at the beginning that they are they are the, a certain range of age. Uh, basically, building the club uh, with them, they uh, they saw that uh, they were on a different uh, scale, on a different range. So they, they change a little bit the strategy and the, and the way they were communicating to the customer to adapt to them. And we, we did that with them. That's beautiful. All right, so um, Jean-David, um, uh, your, your ideal customer, who, who are the types of customers you're going after and who would you like to have uh, contact you? Let's say, who, who do you think are the right customers for you? For the, the, the customer, it will be a financial service uh, across, the, across the planet, uh, of course, uh, Related to 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 to, to card to card holders, uh, this is something that we do. Uh, we are really present also on on uh, on the car car industry. So wh whatever brand and uh, brand high net worth brand uh, that needs to to set up a concierge service from their car, uh, we can manage that uh, of course. And technology, uh, last part, uh, customer like Orange or Samsung uh, that were that we work with to to build uh, to build affinity programs. Splendid. Well, David, uh, I really appreciate this. It's been a fun little conversation and a discovery for me about John Paul, the concierge service that provides uh, luxury affinity services for brands. So, um, David, tell us how can people contact you or follow you if you prefer. Um. You can contact me uh, at uh, david.oian at johnpaul.com. Uh, I'm pretty open to contact. Just give me some context. and mm -hmm. It will be much, much more easier to whether route you to the right person inside, whether, uh, whether uh, handle your contact uh, correctly. With that, John, I know, David, it's the middle of uh, the in-between that sort of supposedly quiet time 
between Christmas and New Year's, but you told me absolutely not. Because I'm going to guess that a lot of consumers are out there looking for where can I get a romantic dinner, where can I get a present for my wife, or where's the best New Year's party. So I'm sure you're very busy. We are very busy. Uh, of course, New Year's Eve will be busy with the cab. Uh, and before, we are indeed busy with organizing parties, whether private parties in people place, whether uh, out in, in restaurants. And last, last week was, uh, was Christmas. We were busy finding a Christmas gift for her, for kids and for wives and uh, etc. Alright, so many thanks David for joining us on the show and uh, bon fête, happy new year to you all. Thank you, you too. Bye. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com that's mindset with a Y where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of
Hi, my name is Sara, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.